What's up, guys? You're listening to the Life in Motion audio experience, featuring interviews around travel, action sports, culture, and more. In this episode, I talk with longtime friend Matt Mitchell about what it takes to dedicate time for travel while also staying on top of his job. His biggest piece of advice, don't work for the weekend. Find out how he gets it all done. Hey guys, I've got Matt Mitchell here. Um, him and I have been friends since probably before fifth grade, um, and we we're also college roommates. Uh, so as you can imagine, we've gotten into our fair share of trouble together. Um, but I thought it'd be a good opportunity for him to kind of talk about his views on traveling um, while kind of balancing uh, work within the real world. Um, he's kind of in a unique situation, but uh, Matt, if you want to go ahead and, and kind of tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, where you grew up um, and kind of how you got to, to where you are, are at now. Sure. Well, thanks. Thanks for having me. Um, you know, to be honest, Jeremy and I kind of found similarities in, in a lot of strange things. We, uh, we rode bikes together, which he continues to do. And I luckily have stopped because I wasn't very good. Uh, but we simply just found common ground. Um, on, on a lot of different sort of similar interests. And that's, that's definitely grown over time. You know, we, we were friends in, in middle school and high school and, and then college and did all the, all the stupid things that you do in that time frame. But I guess as sort of adults, if you want to call us that, we definitely got the same mindset when it comes to, to travel and, and to, you know, entrepreneurship and just to sort of live life, I guess, with a, with a better purpose than simply the nine to five or, or simply working for someone else if, if you if you you know kind of catch that same drift so um yeah I, I grew up in the same town um you know was in sales uh you know throughout you know high school and and college jobs uh and then did the corporate world uh after college for a few years and um still work for kind of a corporation right now but it's more on a, on a remote basis uh and it's just given me a lot of flexibility and a lot of kind of autonomy which is which has been great yeah, well, I appreciate you holding back any um, bad stories or good, bad, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, stories from the past. But um, that's for a different podcast. <laughs> but so, so I know since you know being able to work remote, which I think what has been a couple of years now that you've been doing that, um, you know, it's it's kind of giving you the opportunity to um, travel a lot, not not only within the United States as well. Um, what are what are some of the, the places that you um, that you've been able to travel to and kind of experience during that time yeah a uh, funny story I, as soon as i took my job uh, as a remote salesperson uh within the first two weeks uh, we took a trip to costa rica for 10 days and it's pretty frowned upon they, they told me not to take any, any trips in the first couple of months for training but i was <laughs> deprived of vacation so i kind of risked it but we went to um to tamarindo in costa rica it's on the uh, western coast of costa rica beautiful beautiful place went there for 10 days um surfed and you know kind of just dove into the culture uh for a little bit we've done aruba uh, another sort of beachy vacation um you and i have gone to dominican republic which was uh, another story we'll probably won't talk about uh, but most recently we did go to california for uh, a seven-day travel up highway one from san diego san francisco so um some domestic some international uh, but really just trying to, to learn as much about different cultures and just explore as much as possible. Yeah. So is that like, I guess, was that kind of your pull also away from like, you know, you still kind of work for a corporation, like you said, but it's not like the typical nine to five. Was that kind of the, the thing that kind of pulled you away and wanted to find another opportunity just 
to, to not do the same old thing every single day, but have those opportunities to be able to travel and, um, and, and really experience, I'm guessing that was, that's kind of a motivator for you, I guess, when that all came about. For sure. Yeah. I mean, not to be cliche, but you know, when you work for the weekend, you really just limit yourself to, to, you know, 48 hours every seven days of time to do what you want. And God forbid you have something to do on the weekend that's, that's already sort of been pre, you know, pre, pre, pre-exposed, you know, if you already have scheduled plans or what have you. So I just kind of got to the point where, you know, I didn't really see, I, I guess I saw a better use of my time. I, I kind of want to optimize my schedule. Um, you know, I've done a lot of outside sales jobs before where I am now, had a geographic territory, had the company car, had the suit, had all the things, all the nice perks. But at the end of the day, I was working insane hours and, and by the time it came Friday night, I didn't want to do anything. I just wanted to, you know, edge on the couch for the entire weekend and God forbid trying to travel somewhere because when you're out of your territory, there's no one there selling for you. So I kind of came to this combustion point where I really wanted to kind of take a step back and try to figure out how I sort of mend my work around my life versus the other way around. And when you do that for years, you can really get caught like in a, in a hole, which I'm sure many people are, where if you just don't look up from, from the grindstone, you forget what actually is happening and what's passing you by and what you could be taking advantage of. Yeah. Our, um, and, I, and I feel like, and, and kind of even at that is, you know, um, I'm sure sometimes it, is it a, a struggle, I guess, you know, having that extra freedom of, you know, being able to travel and work remotely and then, you know, kind of figure out your schedule. But I mean, have there ever been, um, any times or anything like that where, you know, you've, you've been on a, on a trip away from home, whether that's in Aruba or in California or wherever, and you've kind of found that struggle where, um, where you're almost being, I don't want to say pulled back to work, but you're trying to find that balance. How, how does that work by, by managing those two um, different situations, I guess? Definitely. That's probably the, the hardest part is just, you know, with remote work comes the, the added complex of, of being able to, to, you know, kind of turn off, right? So when you're at an office or when you're speaking with, with teammates or clients that, that remote, you know, that revolve around nine to five, well, at five o'clock, you can't do anything else. You know, you maybe go to a happy hour or something with a client, but you, you really can't work anymore. And with a remote job, depending on what, what aspects you're doing, like if you can almost work 24 seven. Like I tell my girlfriend, Grace, like if we were not together, I would probably work 24 hours a day because there's nothing stopping you. You know, I just, you, you know, if you, if you enjoy what you do and you want to you know, make an impact, you're, you're going to work hard. But one of the big things is that you will burn out. It, it, it will happen to you. It's not, it's not really an if, but a when. And when you're going on these trips to sort of, you know, reset your mind, they really do need to be, you know, completely offline if you can make it. And, you know, recently we had a trip, the, the California trip where I just, I hit a breaking point. You know, I went with the, with the idea of having this sort of working vacation. Uh, and I kind of hate that term now because when you go, you know, yes, you can make it work if you maybe try to work half days or, or certain hours of the day. But if you're like anyone else who actually is, you know, good at their job, they're going to get sucked back in and you do hit a breaking point where you really kind of lose it. Uh, and we definitely had that, had that breaking point in California for sure. Definitely. I think, I think, yeah, that would, that would, would I see that as a struggle and, uh, you know, of course doing my own thing when I, when I go kind of, you're, you're always on if you're not tied to like a certain, uh, time frame or, or, or right. day or, or whatnot. Um, 
but so, so besides kind of learning that lesson through traveling, were there any other good, um, any stories or kind of any, uh, any crazy, uh, happenings that, that went on, you know, wherever, I guess, anything that was unexpected or has everything kind of been what you expected when you traveled? I think when we first started traveling, you know, pretty, you know, actually doing some international and some, some kind of bigger trips a couple of years ago, I was tied to the, to the idea of, of sort of going to a certain location and then not really moving from that, you know, going to a city and exploring that city uh, for, for seven or 10 days and really soaking up all the culture you can. And it's safe, right? Because in the morning when you get up, you have a home base and that's your comfort zone and you can go out of that for a few hours, but you always know you can come back. Uh, but lately I've actually found one of the interesting things that I personally didn't think was going to be you know, attractive to me is more of the like nomadic vacations where you may fly into a certain place, but then you get a rental car and you go drive to the next city. And that's, I mean, in California, that's what we did. We simply just landed in a city and then we drive three or four hours a day and whatever was on the way to the next city, we saw that, you know, we got different Airbnbs, we met different people. Uh, and I think that's really, you know, that's started to be more of, a, of an attractive trip to me um, because it does break things up. You don't really get into a funk and it's harder to work when you do that. If you yeah. go to a location where you get the, you know, you get the Wi-Fi speed up and you're good to go and your computer's out. Well, great. Now you're working in Costa Rica. Good job, right? And you're not going to have fun. You're not going to be able to explore you really need to sort of, for me personally, keeping me on my toes keeps me honest to the reason why I'm traveling in the first place. Yeah. And then, and you went to Ireland as well and kind of did a similar, um, I don't nomadic vacation, if you will, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. We landed in Dublin and, and drove to Galway and simply just took the entire southern border back to Dublin over, over a seven day period. And it was the same thing. It was staying in three or four different Airbnbs and seeing the coastline all the way through. And um, you know, I just, I find that in, in, in context, when you think about that, you're like, oh, it's going to be such a stressful vacation. I'm not gonna be able to relax. And, and maybe, you know, the, the relaxation that you're thinking of, you know, sitting on a beach chair and drinking a mojito, that's, that's a different type of relaxation than you do find from driving on the opposite side of the road in Ireland for four days or five <laughs> days. And that's, and as you know, that's quite different, but you do, I think, learn a lot more about yourself. You know, no offense to, to sitting in the sand you're not going to have that much internal learning, right? You're not going to think about anything that's really deep. You're going to get off the grid. You're going to drink some drinks. You're going to sit in the sand and get a nice suntan. But at the end of the day, what did you bring back from that vacation? Uh, you know, was it a tan or was it a new perspective on what you learned there? You know, do you know something more about yourself from that vacation? And I just think that what an investment it is to go on a trip and to bring back that much knowledge with you when you come back from a trip that you already had a good time on. Yeah. And I totally agree with that. And like you said, you know, last year, um, I, I went on a similar trip to Ireland and some other places. And for, for me personally, I'm, uh, you know, as you know, I'm pretty like, okay, if we're, if we're said we're doing something at five, I want to do something at five. Like I, I plan on that and anticipate that stuff. But, and that's like when I'm here in the United States, but it's weird because when I like went on that vacation where every night it was some, someplace different um, there's obviously that uncertainty the whole time. Like you have a little bit of loose plans, but I find in that situation where you're, you're, there's so much uncertainty and you're not, you're in control, but you're not really in control that it just allows me to release and not worry about anything being a strict set plan. Like I am, um, you know, kind of OCD at home. Um, right. that's, 
that's kind of my, my favorite part at, about the traveling almost is, is kind of that uncertainty of, okay, you don't know what's what, if you miss this turn, it's okay. You're driving on the wrong side of the road. What is this guy <laughs> doing in my lane? Like, and you just kind of sit back and you're like, I, there's nothing, I think you just come for me, I come to like a realization of there's, there's nothing else I can do to control this. I'm doing my best. And it's just, there's something, um, I don't know, to me, like it's powerful to me, I guess, um, is the best way I can think of to just kind of let go in that sense and just kind of really go, go with the flow, um, and just kind of adapt to whatever place you're, you're kind of thrown into. Um, it's kind of, kind of my perspective on that, but and I know definitely the, the, the people too have their, um, you know, with, with some of your trips, I know we've gone on some together, but, um, you know, you kind of never know who, who you're going to meet or whatnot. Have there been, um, and we can talk about the Dominican in a minute, but have there been any other kind of cases like where you've just kind of randomly met some people and kind of end up, you know, creating a little community around them or, definitely. Yeah. The, the first trip, the, the Costa Rica trip was really cool in that aspect because, I would say, you know, not to, to kind of go back on a, on a previous point, but, you know, when you do stay in one location, one pro is that you do get to sort of know the community a little bit better than if you traveled through it. So, you know, I personally like doing the more nomadic trips now, but in the beginning as a, as kind of a first time traveler and sort of going out of our comfort zone, when we went to Costa Rica, we just went to one Airbnb and never left. So we were there for 10 days and there was multiple sort of cottages in the, in the community. And so as people came in, some people come for one day, some people come for a couple of nights, and they're from everywhere. We met people from, from Sweden and, and Norway and people from France and, you know, all over the world that were just kind of coming to Costa Rica to, to surf or to, to travel or whatever it's going to be. And they happen to just be staying a night in the location that we were. So we got to see like five or six different types of people. And on top of that, you know, shameless plug for Airbnb, like when you do Airbnb, you're going to probably meet the, the owners or the, the people that manage the property there. And if they're in another country, they're probably not from where you're from. So we got lucky enough in Costa Rica where we found an awesome place, didn't know a lot about the, the, the husband and wife and family that owned it, but they are actually staying on the property in like a bigger house in the main house. And they're French chefs, like certified <laughs> French chefs. And so we're like, that's cool. And they were like, yeah, the last night of the trip, it was, it was Grace's birthday. And they were like, why don't we do a birthday dinner for you? You know, free of charge, just come and we'll make a full like seven course meal. We have our friends in town as well. We literally had just like this insane, like eight person table community dinner with the best food I've ever had in my entire life. You know, like I've had French fries before, but I've never had French <laughs> cuisine. You know, like that was, that was something that I'll never forget. Um, and you know, it's, it's, it's really about the people that you meet because they can teach you sometimes even more than the, the experience itself. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's awesome. I don't know if I've heard that story before yet either, but, and, and even like, you know, when we went to the Dominican, um, kind of a, I don't know if you call that a village that we stayed in, it was, um, village resort type thing. I wouldn't call it a resort either. I don't know what I'd call it, but, um, it was really cool there because we met what four different people. Um, you know, the two girls from Germany, no, where were they from? The guy from Germany, the, guy from Sweden, two girls from Switzerland or whatever that were just kind of all there to get away for their own different reasons. And just, um, I don't know, you, you kind of open up a little bit more when you're out of, out of that normal comfort zone. I, I find personally. Um, and I thought that was pretty cool because like I said, you, you never know who you're going to meet and what kind of perspective they're going to 
you know, give you during your, your interaction with them. So, right. And I think that we all just get into our own box sometimes, you know, you do your, you do your thing for, for 40 hours a week, whether it's a job or it's just your mindset, you know, like you, you literally, you, you are who you are for 20 years or 25 years, however old you are. And essentially you do kind of subconsciously get stuck into this sort of track of, of how you communicate and, and the words you use and the conversations that you typically have. And it's mind blowing to go meet these people from different countries that are in different cultures. That's when you first meet them, they don't ask you what job you do or how yeah. much money you make. Right. I mean, not to put anything on, on American society, but it does, it does sort of help, I think, shape you as a person. And then in turn, you bring that back to where you're from and you start to diversify your own community. So it's just, it's just this reciprocating, like, you know, uh, full circle sort of mentality where it's like, you're going out to learn more and get cultivated and, and to do more and experience more. You meet like-minded individuals from other cultures, you share ideals and figure out what you're interested in. And you bring that back to the people that aren't able to travel. Those people that, that unfortunately at this time in their life, they're not able to get out there and experience it. And it's just, it's a win-win situation. Yeah. I, yeah, definitely agree with that. And I think, um, which, which kind of, I guess you kind of talked about a little bit was, you know, you, you bring back kind of what different perspectives or different ideas or whatever from those people you met to, you know, back to wherever you're from and, and in return that helps shape or affect your life one way or the other. And I think that's the, the thing kind of about like the mindset that we kind of share that, you know, why wait until, you know, you're retired and 60 to go travel and, and see all these places when, you know, in today's age, you know, with remote jobs and even without, um, you know, to, to go and experience those places. I mean, you know, you can just as easily save up, um, you know, for a, for a nice getaway outside of the, outside of the United States, if you want to, of course, um, you know, rather than, you know, saving up for, you know, a new iPhone or a new computer or something that you, that you don't need. Um, so rather, you know, cash in for that experience, it's actually going to carry with you, um, for an extended period of time, which, you know, I said, just kind of shapes, shapes your, your life and your kind of perspective, um, at a, at an earlier age. And of course that trickles down in your family once that time comes and everything. So, um, and I think kind of you and I kind of share that same viewpoint as, as far as, you know, if, if you can figure out a way to make it work at a, at a younger age and experience all the things and why not do it? Right. Yeah. You make a good point. And I, I really do think, and this is, you know, kind of talking beyond my reach, but I do think that a lot of people can make it work. I think that it's so easy with anything that's, you know, that's scary or maybe out of reach is to make all the excuses of why you can't do it, which you can have hundreds, but all you need is one reason that you can, you know, I, I think that with our generation and, and you and I both coming from, from, you know, pretty old school parents that, that did what they did in their time. Uh, and it's, for us, it's weird. You know, there, my mom was, thought I was about to be scammed by someone when I didn't meet my employer for an interview and everything was over Skype and I've never met, you know, 98% of the people that are in my company and I probably never will. And that's, that's fine with me. I mean, they're, they're cool, but you know, that's, it's new and it's different and it's weird and it's scary. And you don't have to be at a remote job to make this happen. This is simply just looking at how you want to spend your time and how you want to spend your resources. You work damn hard for your paycheck, whatever you're doing. So how are you going to spend that? Do you want to spend that on an experience or do you want to sort of put that into a product or service or something else that you consume? I mean, I, 
won't go down that rabbit hole. But at the end of the day, I really want to start investing my time, something that I cannot renew, you know, non-renewable resource and money, of course, is very renewable. So you've got to figure out your, your sort of framework before you can make a decision. But I think that A, if you're making a living, if you have an income, you've already checked one off the list. Now it's just looking at what do you really need to sustain your life? And then the leftover, you're inevitably probably going to have at least a little bit. How can you start investing that in proper experiences? Like how can you invest that in travel? I can tell you that when I check my 401k account, I don't ever smile. When I buy a plane ticket, I'm literally jittery. When I go to an airport to go on a vacation, I am like livid. I'm so excited. And you know, we're not going to have the same uh, caters that our parents did, right? We're not going to have the giant social security checks coming to us every month. And these are things that you really want to take advantage of now. You know, there's things that you can't do when you're 65. There's things that you won't want to do when you're that old. And as well as having kids and all the things that are great joys of life, they will come. But right now, there's more than just work to be done. Yeah. So, uh, carpe diem, right? Straight up. Seize the day. <laughs> no, I, I, think, I think that's true. And like, and like you said, I mean, it all depends on the person and, and what you want. But it's just... The, the people that are, um, that, that do really want to, to travel and experience that stuff, but they're just kind of afraid to, to kind of push themselves over the edge and actually figure out, okay, this is why this is work, not, you know, come up with those million excuses. Like you said, I mean, there's always, there's always an excuse and always a worry and something, but there's always a way to figure it out and, and make it happen if that's what you want to do. So, um, and I, you know, I think, like I said, those, those experiences and that stuff is kind of what, um, continues to motivate me to want to travel. And then, um, you know, you, you as well, do you have any, um, any, any trips coming up or anything like that? Or, um, yeah, we've got some, some on the books. We've got some domestic, we always go, you know, to the beach in the summer, um, in, in North Carolina and, and do kind of a little family trip. Um, but we are planning some, some bigger travels. Uh, I know that Grace and I, we've got some family family in Bermuda that we'd like to go visit soon and do kind of a beach trip there. I do believe we're going back to Ireland again in, in October. That's, I think that's luckily going to be kind of like a yearly thing now, just because um, they have so many ties out there with the equestrian community. I of course don't ride horses. Um, I'd rather be on the ground, but it's just a great community to go out there and, and do that. Um, but um, my brother actually, this is kind of an interesting story. This is a character that is your stereotypical you know, works very, very hard and, and really is nose to the grindstone. And it's really awesome. We've been sort of talking about travel over the last, you know, few months and things like that. And he is really ready now to embark on his first big trip. And he wants me to go with him, which I'm floored about. And so we are actually planning that for uh, fall of this year. Um, we've got it sort of broken down to a few different countries that we're thinking about visiting. But, um, you know, that's just really cool to sort of take someone new out of their comfort zone and sort of help, you know, I guess sort of leverage them into, into a new area. I know that, you know, I feel that we did that with, with our friend Hunter when we went to Dominican. That was his first big trip. And just seeing his face, you know, drive through the, the crazy tropical colored communities of the Dominican. I mean, it was just like a kid in a candy store. It's, it's like what I would think of a kid on Christmas morning looks like. It's just this new, this new possibility. And you just don't know until you go there. So I'm, I'm definitely particularly excited about that trip. Yeah, I would, um, I would be very interested in flying a law for a lot of that one, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting for sure, but I'm excited that that's going to be, that's going to be awesome. Um, 
So I, is there, um, you know, before we wrap things up, are there, is there any kind of last piece of advice or anything that you think that you could share with, um, anybody, you know, when it, when it comes to, um, you know, planning a trip, I know you're, you're kind of big into planning and stuff like that, but maybe, you know, anything that, that would help kind of alleviate some of that stress for the people that aren't sure that, that do want to make that jump, but don't, you know, don't think it's possible or whatever, or even, you know, take, or even, you know, trying something different, like kind of what you did with finding an, and a remote opportunity, um, you know, something that can kind of help, you know, motivate somebody there to, to try something new, essentially. Definitely. I mean, the, the, the biggest option I think about remote work, and if you check any of the, the articles that have been written lately or any of the, the big players that are, that are, you know, onboarding remote jobs, like it's, it's just going to get bigger. You know, it just, it just works. And that's just, I mean, not scientifically as far as my, my data sets, but it just does work. Like I can speak from my experience. I can speak from other big companies that are doing it. Um, and if that's something that you want to do, I'm not saying that you have to, but if it's something that you think is going to propel your lifestyle and give you more time and give you more flexibility, then you've, you've come to the right place. That's definitely what it provides to you. Um, you know, there's some sites out there. One's called flex jobs. Um, that is what I actually use to find my current employer. Um, and you know, there's a lot of other sites that do the same thing, but essentially it's kind of like a, a monster or an indeed, uh, for, you know, telecommute flexible work remote jobs. So, you know, by all means, you don't have to go find a, you know, a, a salaried position um, and then go into a corporation. You can go, you know, be freelance. You can go into a freelance marketplace and, um, and sort of, you know, get into the gig economy where you're not working on a salary. You're working on a project-based sort of status where if you have work to do, you'll do your work and you make money and then you go travel for a few months and you come back and do more work. So that's definitely um, a usable place to go. Um, and then just in, in general, you know, looking at how to, to get to that place, it's not going to be an overnight shift. So I always say like, it's just really 1% better per day. As long as you can just sort of start putting, you know, $5 a week or $5 a month into an account that you know is going to be your travel account. That's going to be your trip. You know, start looking at where you can shave off some things on your monthly budget. And then put that together and then go on the trip. <laughs> That's the end goal here is just go, you know, like I can almost vouch for anyone that's listening to this. You're probably pretty hireable. You probably have a relatively good skill and you have, have some sort of education. Pretty sure you can probably get another job. You know, at the end of the day, if you have that mentality, you're out there because it's, it's your life. And it's really just looking at like, Who's in the driver's seat? Is it me and my employer's riding shotgun or is it the other way around? And I just think that if you can kind of take a hone and look on what you're doing day to day, you're very quickly going to figure out sort of who you're, who you're driving this for. Um, and it's just, a, it's just a small increment every day to figure out how can I sort of get the reins back and, and start to push forward in the way that I want to, however way that is, whether you want to travel or, or you know, work from home and never leave or whatever you want to do is fine. Yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, well, I appreciate you um, sharing all that. Um, is there, where can uh, uh, people find you online and, you know, and see, see where you're up to next? Yeah. So Instagram, it's M underscore Hayden, H-A-Y-D-O-N. Um, we could follow along with, with the trips that we do. Um, Twitter, same handle. Uh, and those are the most the two active that I'm on there. Uh, but yeah, feel free to reach out to me either one of those as well for, for, you know, as far as business inquiries. I mean, my, 
my employer does a lot of work with freelance talent as well. So feel free to, if you have any questions or if you want any advice on working remote or finding that type of, of workforce, feel free to reach out. Cool guys. Well, make sure you check that out. And, uh, Matt, uh, thank you again for, for joining us and, uh, yeah, really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, buddy. All right. Thanks. Hey guys, I really appreciate you listening and would absolutely love if you left a rating on iTunes, Google Play, Anchor, or wherever you're listening to this. Your feedback is our inspiration to continue these stories and grow.